The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Our number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. And also, uh, get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, send a message, Aaron will read it. Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At A.J. is the real, at Aaron is blitzed, at Degenerates975. You can uh, text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. You missed the first hour. Super Bowl talk. That was it. What? Yeah, there was a game yesterday. Um, Lamont says, initially I thought Miami would be a good landing place for Deshaun in terms of winning, but whatever team he goes to will have to give up a lot. And according to Dell, who's Miami fan, the Finns have holes just like the rest. Sure they do, but they were a team that was actually pretty close this year with, uh, you know, pretty mediocre quarterback play i i do think that if they did do a deal for deshaun i mean most of it would be future draft it would be draft pick heavy and but i think they the texans would also ask for xavian howard which that would be a big loss because that guy's basically at this point in the discussion but they were they were a top 10 defense they were a top 15 offense You, you don't think deshaun makes their offense better and oh yeah imagine what what the texans record might have been with a top 10 defense and you know, I, I love Dell, but Dell's so negative about all of his teams. I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't put a lot of stock in that. <laughs> I don't know that he ever has a positive thing to say about any team he likes. But that aside, I mean, I, I think they're a team that you could plug him in immediately, and they've got a chance to be really good, and they can give up assets that they don't really have yet, which is their draft picks. Now, from what I understand, Brian Flores likes to. Build his. I guess Lance was talking about that. That he likes to build a team the way that the uh, Patriots do by, you know, accumulating picks, not yep. trading them. But you, I think you're also in a different spot, and you have a chance to get a guy like that. You do it. I just wish they'd trade the damn guy and get it over with, so we can start talking about the draft. I'm with you. So I, I'm I'm not holding on to any hope that he's going to be back at this point. And if he comes back, cool. If he doesn't come back, cool. I, I, I'm I'm done speculating until we get something more firm. Yeah, I just I I, I kind of wish they do trade him for his sake because this this organization is such a nightmare now. It's it's such a clown show. It's just going to be so much fun to make fun of over the next few years. I hate to see him get dragged down by it. Let him go. Seven one three seven eight zero. If he's yours, he'll come back. Um. Yeah. By the way, speaking speaking of Texans, of course, uh, ESPN did their early power rankings for next year. Um, and they're all pretty predictable, right? You know, Chiefs won. Uh, the top four. He's got Chiefs, Bills, Packers, Bucks, with the Rams fifth, which I think makes sense with the Rams getting Stafford. Yeah, it's a good top five. Yeah, we don't know what the Saints are going to be, so I think it's a pretty good top five. The most interesting part. Where do you think the Texans fall on this list? Assuming Deshaun is back? 24? Well, they're clearly assuming Deshaun is not back. Oh. <laughs> Say it with me. 
32. Oh, man. Well, well, what you do know is Jacksonville's upgrading. Well, and they have Jacksonville 31, which I'm, I'm going to say Jacksonville is not the 31st best team next year. You think they'll be better or worse? I think they'll them? be better. They're, they they so can't too. be worse. It's only 32. Well, I mean, I thought maybe you were saying they'd be 32. No. Uh, the Jets, I don't see them improving a whole lot. I mean, most of these teams are going to improve by one, two major players. Yeah. They have the Lions 30th. I, I Jets and Lions, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the coaches are going to do. Here, here's one that I would say feels a little low to me. Broncos, they've got them 28th. Yeah, that does seem low. Beneath the Bengals? Oh, I guess the Bengals do have Jose. Um, Eagles, 26. I, I think it's too early to do any of this because we don't know what the Eagles are going to look like. Right. But, oh, man. Fred V832 says, so tank for Brock Purdy. Is, I, don't, I don't know if he's going to be the guy next year. I mean, I haven't even looked that far ahead. I would guess you're you're talking about um, the the kid from uh, Keaton Slovis, the kid from USC, is going to be up in that conversation. Um, I, I don't know. Is Brock Purdy considered that big of a uh, a prospect? I, I haven't looked. To be honest, I haven't looked at twenty twenty two draft prospects yet. I, I apologize. Um, I mean, I. I I can tell you the guys that I would assume like I'm guessing Sam, Sam Howell's going to be in that conversation. I mean, yeah, Sam Howell's. Uh, yeah. uh, I I think J T Daniels will be in that conversation, but I don't think any of them are. I don't I don't think any. Or what what's a kid from Oregon's name? Uh, oh, show Tyler yeah. Tyler Show. Uh, there's there'll be good quarterbacks. I don't know if there's a franchise changer there. Um, Jacob, I like Slovis, but he plays at USC, which instantly makes me go, eh. Right. Because <laughs> when was the last time one of those guys worked out? It doesn't seem like it happens very often. Carson Palmer. Yeah. Uh, Jacob says, if rings equal, what does that make Charles Haley and Robert Ori? I, 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 it, makes the, it makes Robert Ori a, a role player. Yeah, right? who was who never even the third best player on any, any of those teams yeah. that he played on. And that's no... Knock. I mean, he was a. Uh, uh, Those was, guys are important. Yeah, yeah. Need guys like that. But he also was. It's just like Phil Jackson was, you know, smart enough to choose a team to win more titles with. Uh, and and Charles Haley kind of did the same thing. He bounced around between the two best teams of that era with the Forty ers and the Cowboys. Great player, but he well, wasn't responsible. The, the thing is, were those guys responsible for those rings? And I would say in a very limited amount. And it's not enough to to judge, and it's certainly not. It's certainly not. An, they they certainly didn't factor in enough to say if they were gone that the team wouldn't have won. Right. I think it with in Brady's case, I think with every one of them, you could say I don't think they're winning without him. So, yeah, and it's not it's not just that. I mean, we're we're in a uh, a thing now where a guy's gone seven and three, seven Super Bowl rings. That's that's not a Charles Haley discussion uh, or a Robert Horry discussion. You're talking, talking about a quarterback. Like, yeah, yeah. The the key member of the team and doing things that have never been done before, and frankly, might not be done again. I always thought like Jerry Rice would be the one guy no one would ever catch his records. I don't see another quarterback doing this. No, he's getting into Gretzky territory. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's. 
I, I, I just think uh, he deserves all the praise he gets. Is that is he is he there now? Like, is the gap between him and the next best guy the gap between Gretzky and the next best guy, Gretzky and Lemieux, or whoever you want to say it is? Um, I mean, it's a pretty great gap, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we may be at that point where there's no there's no reason in de- like the only debate is who's the second best guy. <laughs> You know, do, do you like Peyton Manning or Joe Montana? Do you like, like you John know, Elway. do you like Bobby Orr? Or do you like Mario Lemieux? Like it, uh, Gordy Howe, Gordy Howe, whoever, yeah. you know, but whoever you're, you're talking about, you're not talking about for number one. You're, you're, you're the discussion is who's the second best guy. Yeah, I, I think we are there. That's wild. That's, it's wild. I guess you kind of got that way with Jerry Rice, too. Yeah, like almost no one argues that Jerry Rice is the the greatest wide receiver ever. I, I've said before, and I stand by it. Randy Moss is the best. He had he's the most. Like if I were building a wide receiver, that's who I'd want. But Jerry Rice had better work ethic and had better circumstances. Played his career with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and put up numbers that and 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 accomplishments that Randy Moss couldn't. There's no debate who the best wide receiver is, really, because of what Randy or of what uh, Jerry Rice was able to accomplish in his career. So then it comes down to, well, who's second best? Mariano Rivera. There's only a handful of these guys where it's like, okay, there's the best one. Now you guys can argue over who's second place. And I don't want to turn this into a bash Robert Ory thing because I keep getting the same text. Well, he won seven times. Uh, yes, he did. You know who won five? Chuck Nevitt. Well, Chuck Nevitt is right there behind Robert Ory. And yeah, so right. just just stop, just stop because he you were on the team. If you weren't the best player on the team, or the second best, or even the third, then they probably could, would have won it without you. So again, right place, right time. There's a big difference between leading a team to seven Super Bowls and then just showing up on seven NBA teams right. that happen to be good, uh, where you can. You can move around a lot easier there too, so it's it's not even the same ballpark. So let's just let's just stop with that, please. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six, and um, yeah, we'll have to. Uh, um, so I love that Gronk has four now, and I think that's yeah, that's where people were trying to make the Edelman case a couple years ago. See if Edelman had gone with him, then maybe you could. But I don't know. So he says, how about that halftime show? The weekend was pretty good. What? Yuck. I thought that show was horrible. Did you like it? No, it's not my thing. I mean, listen, none of, this, none of the halftime shows are really my thing. I don't care about the weekend. I, like, I, I don't care. I, I didn't even know who the hell he was. I mean, I've heard most of those songs, but that just wasn't, a, it wasn't an entertaining show to me. And like the... the the uh the gif that's going around the internet of him with the crazy camera, I guess that was entertaining, but I, I I just didn't I didn't think it was good. It was better than Coldplay, which is still to me the the gold standard of bad halftime shows. Coldplay was the worst. God, that I got into so much trouble with Coldplay fans that night when I was tweeting about how awful they were. All I did was retweet. Somebody had a great tweet. Coldplay is Nickelback with a thesaurus. Like, and all I did was retweet it. <laughs> Coldplay just doesn't have the energy to do a halftime show like that. The weekend's energy was fine. It just wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't that good to me. And I didn't understand the the diaper face thing. Like, 
I don't know. Coldplay sounds like something Jack Easterby would enjoy. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Yeah. Um, and some, somebody says, uh, Wayne Gretzky has four NHL championships. How is Tom Brady behind him? You, you, do no, you guys not, not, you're not listening you not, to what I'm come saying. Come on, guys. Pay attention, please. I'm saying, the gap, I'm saying the gap between Wayne Gretzky and the next best hockey player is immeasurable at this point. Like, there's no one in the discussion to catch him. I'm saying that's where Tom Brady is in, in, in football. All, all the, by the way, compa- I've seen this too much. Comparing Brady to Michael Jordan or, or Wayne Gretzky or whoever, it's dumb. Like, it's hard enough to compare guys within their own sports and different eras and things like that. Like, it's hard enough to compare MJ and LeBron. Don't start trying to compare MJ and Tom Brady. That, that, that's a fool's errand. Stop it. Yeah, because it, we were talking about before, it, it's two totally different things. Brady has no control over his defense. He, he's only playing one side of the ball. Uh, Jordan could impact it on both sides of the court. And one player, I, this is this is some math for you guys, okay? Because I'm going to be I'm going to be Lance Erline and be a math guy, um, or numbers guy, as he likes to say. One player out of five will have a bigger impact than one player out of eleven. Just so you know, and technically one out of 22. Yeah. If he's great. Although so. that quarterback is good. I mean, I, I would say that he's counts not good for more. For 122nd of the. Uh, yeah, of the he, he's success, probably certainly. good for um, um, a higher percent, but still not 20%. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do I have here? TGS? All right, baby. Let me tell you about TGS insurance. If you own your home and you're thinking, man, I could use some extra money in my pocket, well, how about saving some money on your homeowner's insurance? And you might be thinking what I was thinking. I don't even know what I'm paying for homeowner's insurance. And sure enough, I didn't. So I texted the word money to 232323. They asked for my address, got back to me. Within 15 seconds, they gave me a full and firm insurance quote right there on my cell phone. And I compared it. And I said, whoa, could save over $1,000 a year by switching. The average customer saving 900 bucks. Why wouldn't you look into this? Uh, worst case scenario, you can't save money. And if that's the case, you can just delete that text and forget you ever sent it. Uh, hopefully you've got an unlimited text package. But, yeah, it, it's no no harm, no foul. There's no obligation. But if you can, you could start saving money immediately. They'll get you out of your old policy and start you saving money today. Text the word money to 232323. Start saving today with TGS Insurance. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios... Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. A32 says, tell me what overplayed white rock band with the same guitar riffs for most of them would you like? A lot of the stuff y'all like or those bands sound the same any damn way. I'm sure y'all aren't R&B pop fans, obviously. Uh, well, I, I'm not a big fan of Shakira and J-Lo. Shakira and J-Lo put on a much better show last year than The Weeknd did. 
I could get, I could care less about Shakira, J Lo, or The Weeknd. I'm just that wasn't an entertaining show. Now, listen, I usually don't pay any attention to it because not because they're not white rock bands. It's just I'm not a fan of pop. Um, I thought when, I, I when think, Lady Gaga did the one here, I thought she was incredible. Yeah, she was really good. Like, that's a show. Like, that's what I'm looking for is, like, put on a show, man. The, and I think Prince was great when he did his. Um, that one is still my favorite of all time. My favorite, and it was because of the timing, and, and I was fortunate enough to be there in person, was uh, the 2002 Super Bowl. Or, U2. At, yeah, U2 in after 9-11. Yeah. When they're... They're doing uh it, it it changed the meaning of their songs and it was I was there in person, it was incredible. But yeah, that's an old white band. Well, I hate you too. They even they are an old white band, but even I do remember that was a good show. Oh, I I'm I'm not a fan of theirs at all, but that show was great. But I, so. I'm on Team Prince. What, what was that mid two thousands? was that two thousand seven, I think. I don't know. He's been dead for a while 2007 now. Two thousand seven sounds right. Uh, and somebody brought up Katy Perry. Katy Perry did a good job. I I enjoyed hers. Uh, Beyonce, another pop star, did a good job. I liked it when... um, Bruno Mars with Red Hot Chili Peppers. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I I didn't like that one as much. I liked when Aerosmith was the main act, but like Britney Spears and Nelly and NSYNC were out there with him. I liked that. Um... I didn't. I'm trying to think of the ones that I didn't like. Oh, another old white guy band. I didn't like. I didn't like Bruce Springsteen. I never liked him. I thought Madonna did a good job. It's been a long time, but I guess. Well, I guess it hasn't been that long. It's before Prince or uh, since Prince. But Lady Gaga's up there. One of my favorites. Um, I thought Paul McCartney did fine. He's his yeah. energy, his energy's not really for it either at this point. Uh, I thought Tom Petty Tom did a Petty good job did, yeah. for an old white guy band. Did. I mean, both of Justin Timberlake's were pretty good. One better yeah. than the other. I'm trying to think who else is even remember or is even memorable. I mean, it's it's not a lot of them. No. Actually, I mean, the, the truth of like, are you ta- when you say both of Justin Timberlake's, are you talking about the one he did with Janet Jackson? Yeah, that one. That and one wasn't the very good. 2018 one. That's the, that's the the uh, Nipplegate. But that was also like they had Kid Rock out there and Jessica Simpson. It was just a, a mishmash of, of it's too much nonsense. That also led to the huge crackdown by the FCC on everything fun that radio and TV used to do. <laughs> when did Maroon 5 play? Was that two years ago? Uh, I think so. I thought they were pretty good. They're kind of a pop band. Yeah. Yeah, 2019. A lot of people bringing up the who. Uh, I Well, I love the band. I thought their halftime show was kind of meh. I thought, I thought it was just boring. I thought the Stones did a better job than the who. Yeah, but even them, I weren't that impressed. I wasn't that impressed with. Um, and those, I, I guess those are white rock bands. Yep, didn't like them. Nice call, Texter. Um, don't be racist, Texter. Yeah, well, he claims he's a white guy. So anyway, Travis Scott, Bad Bunny. When wasn't Bad Bunny last year? With didn't he jump on with the girls last year? Uh, I think Bad Bunny was last year. Yeah. I saw Bad Bunny at Royal Rumble, so I'm a big Bad Bunny guy now. Well, and he's he's a big uh, Booker T guy. That's right. So Travis Scott made the appearance with uh, Maroon 5. Okay. 
And uh, no, no NHL plays tonight, guys. I'm, I keep getting asked. I'm uh, taking a break. I got my ass kicked so bad over the weekend, I don't even want to look at another bet right now. So, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. Donald Vlad, can't people just like what they like? I agree. You can. Can't people just dislike what they don't, what they dislike? So how come when I say like, oh, the weekend, I didn't like the show. It's got to be like, oh, well, it's because you want the blah, 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 old white people. Like, how about I just don't like the weekend? Or I don't even know if I don't like the weekend. I just didn't like the weekend yesterday. I didn't like that halftime show. I will admit I'm not out buying uh, weekend albums or streaming his stuff. But it just it just wasn't very good. That's all. I, I admit I'd never heard of the guy before last week. And, and I, also, I was right about the national anthem. That was a terrible combination. Yeah. Well, you see, they took it off the board. Because somebody somebody timed it. Somebody timed it. Yeah. It was like two oh eight, and yeah, and of course I already had my thing in for that pool for under, so I was screwed. <laughs> so I knew I was a loser right there before I even started. So, and you know the the thing is when you're going to take music and put it in the middle of something like this, then people are going to have opinions about it. And I I really it's easy for me because I fell asleep. But when I watched it this morning, I just <laughs> you know, I watched about two minutes of it and then I went. And, made a sandwich you know just not not my thing aj always loves madonna that's not true although that halftime show CeeLo did the harmonizing on like a prayer and as everyone knows the best madonna song is like a prayer and it's not even deba- it's like who's the best quarterback tom brady what's the best madonna song like a prayer I disagree well you're wrong no yeah Nope. You're a Dan Marino truth, or no? Nope. That's what you listen. Think. You, I I was uh, I was listening to Madonna before you were born, so there. that is tr- probably true. So yeah, you're 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 a Johnny come lately when it well, comes to Madonna. Right. So, <laughs> Rain Man, I feel you, Fred. I want a grand total of twenty four dollars. I wish I won twenty four dollars. I wish I lost twenty four dollars. I I mean, I couldn't be more happy that I was scared. Like I I didn't have a great feel for it because I would have lost. Uh, because I, my leans were Chiefs and over, and neither one of them was even close. Man. Panda Legion says Limp Biscuit would have been cool on a Super Bowl. Not sure if they ever did one. I'm not sure that that would be cool. Yeah. Well, listen, what about Metallica? It's like I think by the time they I, get Metallica there, I think Metallica's doing the one in San Francisco. Are they? Or uh, in L.A. Maybe. Maybe that's just a rumor. I thought they were going to do the I don't one. Think they've in, announced any of them. I yet. thought they were going to do the one in San Francisco, and then they didn't. That would have been the perfect time for them to do one, uh, but yeah, yeah, I heard some rumor that they were going to do the uh, the Super Bowl in L.A., but who knows? <laughs> but yes, they should do one. Uh, they they need to do it soon though, because I, I think most of these most of these old bands, it, it's too late by the time they get out yeah. there. So, um, seven one three seven eight zero ESPN, and. Texter says, Tool Rage Metallica was like what I was getting at. Not classic rock, progressive metal, not old white bands. Pay attention. Can't even read straight over the inflated egos. How about you say what you mean, dickweed? What are old white bands? Is Rage Against the Machine an old white band? Uh, dude. I have some I'm, news for you about their actual... I, the, the, there's uh, a, the lead singer is... Racial a, makeup of it. A Mexican. The, the guitar player is a black guy, but I guess that's old white bands. All right. 
I, th- I thought you literally meant old white bands like the door, like uh, the, the who? Doors, the Who and, uh, and the Stones. Well, that's because uh, the, or Bruce yeah. Springsteen. That's old yeah. white bands. Yeah, don't it, don't send a text where you don't make any sense at all, anywhere near what you're trying to say, or come back later and say, "Well, I meant this." All y'all like is those and, old oh. white bands like Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> yeah, God, people. Yeah, I, I I'm amazed at how. You know, I keep saying it's only 5% of people suck. There's just days. There's days like this where I'm like, man, how far off am I on this? You know my favorite old white band? Menudo. That's my favorite. Ooh. I always thought it was a big mistake that the whitest of them all, Ricky Martin, went off and did his own white guy thing. But my favorite old white man or old white music is Menudo. What you got to think about when you're trying to predict a Super Bowl halftime show, that's there to grab the female demographic. And the middle, like and kids, and, and, yeah, it's to get everybody who isn't at, who wouldn't watch the game if it was literally just four quarters, no commentary. These are twenty-two guys beating the hell out of each other every five seconds. Oh, and and that's why I keep trying to say I'm not the target audience. Yeah, for these things, so uh, I'm not either. But I still have an opinion on it. Yeah, it doesn't mean that I I don't watch them or that sometimes I'm pleasantly surprised. But for the most part, I mean. I'm interested in what's going on on the field. And, and and passing out at halftime. And passing out at halftime. And then having to watch the whole damn thing again. <laughs> knowing I'd lost every bleeping bet. So. All right. Uh, Nick Willie says, why do people listen to the show when they don't like it? And then to comment on it, Radio Karens. That's a, that's a new good phrase. I like that. That dude is a Radio Karen. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I got to tell you about new breaks. And you're starting to get some squeaking. You're starting to get some grinding. You need to get your brakes fixed. Well, how about this? New brakes going to come to you. Uh, now's not the time to go spend in a in a dealership or uh, a repair shop when you can have new brakes come right to your house while you're inside doing whatever you want to do, and they'll fix your brakes. And so many of our listeners have had it done. They all say the same thing. Super nice and quick. Uh, they were re- very reasonable. Thanks for letting me know about them. And all you have to do, guys, go to newbreaks.com, N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. Mention ESPN. You're going to get 10% off. They're going to get right back to you. They're going to give you a surprise. <laughs> they're going to give you a surprise-free repair co- quote, and they're going to set up your appointment, and they're going to get everything done, and they're going to be super affordable. It's a great company led by great people uh, and, and all certified experienced brake technicians. Newbreaks.com. Mention ESPN, 10% off. That's N-U-B-R-A-K-E-S.com. When it comes to sports betting, sportsmapbets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over under, and more, sportsmapbets has all the info you need to make the best play. Sportsmapbets.com. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Would this be White Rock? Just out of curiosity. This is old white guy music. This actually is old white guy music. I I know, because I like it, so therefore. All right, Lance Zerline joins us. The legend. 
people. Follow him on Twitter at Lance Thurline. You can hear him on the bench in the mornings. He's also the draft god of the NFL Network. Uh, he's in the power rankings of NFL draft guys, number one. Oh, man, that's nice of you. It's true. No, that's not what Twitter thinks. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. I, I, I mean, I think your mock draft, it was, it was fun because uh, I, for some reason I took a lot of grief from everybody last week, and then I saw how Twitter treated you on your mock draft, and I felt better about myself. Yeah. What did you catch it for? Just general stuff. People people hate me right now, and I I, I think they equate me with Easterby, and I don't know why. What? I, I don't know why. I haven't. What I haven't, do you mean they equate you with Easterby? What does that I, I don't, mean? I, same team. Uh, I don't know. I've just had like I had like three days of people just going after me for the most random stuff. I'm like, okay. Both pushing their religion on us. And is that what foisting? Yeah, uh, my religion is being drunk all Post, the time. Pastafarian Fred. Shout out to the fish. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to the fish. Yeah. Uh, we were talking earlier. Someone asked about the the top quarterbacks next year's class. Oh God! <laughs> and I the the guys that I came up with were Sam Howell, uh, Tyler Show, and uh, Slovis. Is that? Am I leaving someone? Out? I you know I I wouldn't even I have no idea. Okay, you I have to look at yeah I don't even mess with it. I mean I know those guys. I, I'm trying to think. Oh Malik. Um, the kid from Liberty is is Liberty Bibbity. Yeah, Liber, uh, is uh, Malik Malik something, but that quarterback from Liberty has some some heat in the league circle. Okay, um, what we saw last night, I'm curious your thoughts on this because I I said it like at halftime I was thinking, boy, the refs are really putting it to the Chiefs here, and then in the second half. There was none of that, and the Chiefs were just getting their ass kicked. Did you feel like the game was poorly officiated early? I thought th- I thought there were some things they could have let go. Um, you know, anytime you have law, anytime those pass interference penalties penalties are awfully tough. And yeah, there were some things that I thought they could have let go. Um, it wasn't anything to overwhelm me while I was watching the game. Honestly, I was, you know, for me, I think it was, uh, I think it was really Kansas City had a piss poor. Um, game plan yeah i mean i, th- I think andy reed and the came up with something that made they came up with something where they said all right we're not going to change what we do and who we are just because we have some offensive linemen hurt well that's stupid because you've got the ability to play on the perimeters to to operate under quick game to run misdirection to keep people at bay and instead you're letting them tee off on mike rimmers who's not a real starting tackle he's a guard who can play emergency tackle you know, really is what he does. And he's been playing there since, you know, Schwartz got hurt. He moves to the left side. It was just, I, I thought it was very poorly planned. Why are you going against a Todd Bowles defense thinking that you're going to run your standard offense? It's just, it's stupid. And I thought that was on on Reed and, and Biennemi for coming up with a game plan that didn't account for an inability to block uh, the, the Tampa front. I thought it was a really bad idea. One of the things I saw a lot of at the end of the game was none of this is on Mahomes. That's I don't played, think you can say that either. He played he played terrible. He was honestly awful. the guy that I saw yesterday was a guy I wrote up coming out of Texas Tech. I'm not saying everything. I'm just saying yeah. why I had a second round like a high second on him and a comparison to Cutler is because of what you saw last night. Like I saw that at Texas Tech where now he had more wild plays than he had in yesterday's game obviously. But um he was a guy that would randomly just scramble into more pressure. He would not get rid of the ball on time. 
And and I thought it was very interesting to see, well, what happens when the offensive line is is well below average and they take away one of his top targets in Tyreek Hill? We saw a guy who opted into some really poor throws, and, and he was missing from the beginning. He missed Miko Hardeman on a couple throws early in the game. Then he had a couple swing passes that were low near the ground, which he doesn't usually do. I just thought I thought he played like that. Like I said, I used to see games like that from time to time when he was at Texas Tech. I don't, I'm not used to seeing it at Kansas City. So to act like that's not on Pat Mahomes, oh, no, it's Pat Mahomes definitely gets his for not being good yesterday. Really? No. I mean, besides Kelsey, I think Kelsey had a good game. He, he can, I mean, he did have a, a, a really inexcusable drop. Yeah. Uh, on, on a, on a third one. down. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, besides Kelsey, I don't know if anybody feels good about the way they played yesterday. I mean, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was probably, I mean, he, he, he was fine, serviceable. Uh, he, he found some holes. Uh, one of the guys that, you know, made a lot of, or, or his name came up a lot last night was Tyron Matthew. Not for good reasons. Um, was cool. He did lose his cool. And when you watch back and the, the Brady, Brady kind of, kind of instigated the whole deal to start, and Matthew gets flagged, which that's always going to get in your head. Hey, Tom, did, I, you know, I know he's a trash talker and all that. I almost wonder right there at the end of the half, is I, I think Tom Brady knew that he was going to break him, that he could get into. I, I think he wanted to try to get into his head and try to and try to get him to respond like that. Because, you know, the fact is, uh, Tara Matthews, a fantastic football player, Kansas City considers him the guy who's changed everything for them in the locker room, on the field, everything. And, but he's also wears the emotions on his sleeve. And I think Tom Brady wanted to, I think he sensed that he might be able to get him out of his game by trash talking him. And that's what he did. That's like stuff you see on the playground in basketball where one guy can get another guy to tilt or at a poker table. Tom Brady got Teron Matthew to tilt, but it's not something we see from Tom Brady. Like that stuff you expect from, you know, I, I, I guess like a Philip Rivers, or even even on a bigger stage like a Michael Jordan, like he would do things. I think like Brady's that. more low key when he does it. That's the that's the first time that we saw it really in your face where we really noticed it. I think I, you know I've heard people talk about the fact that he does that, but I think it stayed. You know, Peyton Manning used to do it too. That was one where he ran up to Tyron Matthew, like he went over the top, like with ran him. and got. Ran around well, him I mean, so we could get in his face. Well, the first time he ran up to him after Teron gave up the touchdown and he was getting in his face, that's what got Teron Matthew to get back in his face. And then Brady circled around. But what people miss, a lot of people missed, I think, is that Brady ran up to him when he was like laying there in the end zone by by Antonio Brown after that touchdown and really got got things yeah. kicked off. Like he truly did instigate it. And if, if, that's, if he did that intentionally, then good for him because it worked. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely worked. Because him being off his game was a game changer for the Chiefs. Like, I thought so, too. You know, I, I think that what we saw was a team that hit a switch second half all year long. Eh, we were bad in the first half. We'll just flip the switch. And they flipped it. And you always know at some point you can't flip the switch. At some point you're not going to find anything there. And it just so happened it happened to be in the Super Bowl that they had this offense that, you know, it, it, it wasn't running well. And then – we were all waiting to see, okay, can they flip the switch? And they couldn't. And I think one of the reasons is because they didn't they, – they, they have lost their ability to control a game through the run. It's funny. You start the season against the Texans, and you look like world beaters with Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the running game. By the end of the year, even when they had relative health on the, on the offensive line, 
they didn't run the ball the same way, and I think you're going to see them really make a focus on um, getting the running back under control, the running game under control, and maybe not relying as much on Mahomes. Well, I knew in this game, like, and I said this as much on on Friday, you don't you don't play the Bucks thinking we're going to go out there and establish the run. Like you almost. You, I don't want to say you throw the running game out the window against that team, but the Bucks and the Saints all year long, it was like, if you've got the ability to beat to to you know just pass, 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 do it, because you don't want to run into that team. That's why I said Daryl Williams is going to do nothing because he's a straight line runner and you can't straight line run against that team. I just thought that they were going to come out with screen passes, with the quick shovels, the the stuff mm-hmm. that. That really, they like. That's kind of how they tore up Buffalo. Yeah, keep them on their heels. I, I mean, Buffalo couldn't get comfortable uh, to the point where they, you know, they were switching their their number one corner onto a, a tight end, and they were just they didn't know where everything was going. It, everything just seemed so deliberate with Kansas City last night that it, it, Tampa wasn't letting it develop. They they just they were on them. Yeah, and some of that is. Due to the scheming of Todd Bowles, he took certain things away by playing so much too deep zone. Now I think that's the that's the game that we don't really uh, the general fans really you know I include myself here. You you don't know about that part of the game that's going on um, a lot of times that certain things are being taken away. You hear fans say, "Why aren't they calling deep balls, deep plays?" Well, if it's being taken away, there's certain coverages that defense coordinators are going to use and. They used 82% cover two yesterday, which is, you know, basically they said, you're not going to beat a steep. You're yeah. going to dink and dunk. And, and ultimately, they probably watched enough tape to feel like Pat Mahomes cannot dink and dunk when he's under pressure. He doesn't have the patience. He's going to want to play hero ball, and that's going to give him in trouble because our rush is going to get there against him. Whose reputation took the biggest hit yesterday, whether it be a player or a coach? Like, you know, I... I I think I, there's a couple guys in mind. I mean, Mahomes, I think we've now seen – not that Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the league, but in eight Super Bowl quarters, he's played poorly in seven of them. Uh, oh. And Eric Bieniemy, who, you know, everybody's wondering, how come this guy can't get a coaching job? Boy, he he didn't look like he had any answers yesterday if, he's, if he had any kind of – if he was any kind of in charge of that offense. And if not him, then Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. How about, I mean, how about Bill Belichick? I was, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, He's it could in that just, conversation be, too, certainly. just be an additional add-on for Belichick. I would say, um, I don't know if anyone's reputation takes too much damage. If you, if you went with one guy, I think Mahomes is the guy that you say, huh, you know, he really, for, all, for as great as he played here, when you go back, and people forget that he wasn't as good. And he threw it up for grabs, and Tyreek Hill made a great play in the Super Bowl last yeah. year. Uh, people forget about that. And uh, he was just not good yesterday. So I think there, if people really start looking at it closely and saying, man, like I did, I said, man, when things weren't optimal for him, and, you know, and, and at least they weren't solid, he really kind of melted. I'm like, that, that's who I saw at Texas Tech. That, I, that's why I gave him the grade that I did. Um, I, I don't know who else would get a pass for playing the worst game of their career in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't. I don't. A, a guy who already won a Super Bowl, an MVP, second MVP. The guy who's basically the consensus best player in the league is yeah, the only I mean, guy who could get away with then, it. Yeah, he could get away with it. But that was, make no mistake, that was a bad game by Pat Mahomes. He missed throws. Yeah. What are, what are you going to say? He missed throws, and instead of getting rid of the ball quickly, he hung on to it and put his team in, in precarious uh, 
chances where he almost took really, really, really bad sacks and instead just threw it up for grabs. And he didn't even cover in the fourth quarter, minus three and a half. He had that, he tried to make a really hard rocket touchdown pass to turn to an interception. That's loser mentality stuff right there. You got to go in and get that late touchdown and cover the fourth quarter number of three to three and a half. <laughs> That's our line is our guess. Uh, uh, you sound like you had the same kind of night Fred did. Oh, God. I uh, that live betting night. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised I can sit down because I lost my ass. I basically, Over under? I, I lost a used Subaru, Subaru last night. First, first coin flip win in like seven years. For me, uh, over on the national anthem was a W. Got it before the uh, before they took it away. Before the reporter <laughs> took it, yeah. I just said, "Come on, country and R and B singer, this is going over the total." Yeah, and uh, so yeah, it was all right. It was all right for me. A B to score a touchdown in the first half. I ended plus up three fifty. I ended up staying away from the side and the total altogether. It's the first time I can remember that I didn't have a play on the side or the under. Total. I was on the under from the very beginning. Um, you don't lose offensive linemen and go over. That's just not. That's just not going to happen. Your offense is going to struggle. You know what, though, uh, sort of the opposite of that. If you had told me Mahomes was going to throw two interceptions, I would have said overs for sure in play because I also didn't expect them to have zero touchdowns. Right. So I would have thought, wow, there's some short fields for Tampa. Maybe they've got some chances to score more points than they would have. I guess in my mind, I just assumed Kansas City would be good for 27 on a bad day. Mm-hmm. And they put up nine. Like, like he, that, if you if you if you're an over player and you said they've got nine, there it's a hopeless. Well, I bet. tell you this: my dad coached with Todd Bowles at Arizona. He was a uh, defense coordinator when my dad was the uh, O line coach there with Bruce Arians, and he said Bowles is like the best defense coordinator he's ever worked with, and that includes Dick LeBeau. Like in terms of his ability to come up with a game plan that could frustrate offenses. And and really take away things they like to do. He just thought he just thought Todd Bowles was, was brilliant. I I think Todd Bowles is a great DC. I also think that the instant reaction of why didn't Todd Bowles get a head coaching job is well was, Todd Bowles uh, is like a a twenty five percent winning percentage as a head coach. He's so. been given a chance. He's not a young guy either. Um, the guy that's going to probably get it is Byron Leftwich. I think so too. Leftwich is probably going to get it before Bowles or Bieniemy. If you want to talk about just black head coaches, Leftwich is a guy that's really. <laughs> Um, is is the guy who's going to come up? You going to replace David guy. Culley next year? <laughs> you know, it could be a Steve Wilkes one and done. You never know. Wouldn't shot me. That's Lance Zerline here. I'm on the bench Monday through Friday, seven to ten. Appreciate the time, man. We'll talk to you yep. next week. We'll see you guys. All right, make sure you check out his mock draft and say nice things about it. It is not the worst mock draft ever put together. Quick break to Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Lamont says, I know you guys are gambling degenerates. Will you be placing bets on swag football this spring? Uh, spring swag football. It might even be too too heavy for me. Um, don't ask me that today because right now it's kind of like I, 
I never want to drink again or gamble again. I'm having one of those days. But I bet I'll study it and you know, I'll, I'll sprinkle a little. There's, there's going to be nothing else I'm betting on. I mean, what well, are those college games? basketball? I mean, they, February. Uh, oh, I thought that was yeah. like March. Yeah, no, I've been. I mean, I heard it on the uh, commercial with Booker T. I'll so, probably give it a look. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. I've been killing swag hoops. Well, see, there you go. You're, you're. It's got to be the you're same. You're swag master. No, I, I, uh, I'll definitely study it, and um, we'll see. But right now, not today. Today is my. I'm never drinking again. I'm never gambling again until tomorrow. Uh, Let's try Jose. I gotta take some time off from drinking. <laughs> oh, yeah. This, but no, this weekend was really bad for me. <laughs> What's up, Jose? Hello, Jose. Jose. It's interesting. Is that Jose? Hey, Bar- hello. Yeah. Hey. Sports, Jose. Hey guys. Uh, just hey. Uh, thanks for taking the call, guys. Uh, just real quick. Um, I I want to go on the record and say I thought the Super Bowl, the half Show sucked. And, uh, like, the whole time I was waiting for, you know, usually, like, halfway through it, something really cool happens. Like, somebody comes in, like, another artist or, I don't know, it's like a, like the climax to it. And it finished, and I was like, what the hell? Like, what, what happened? That, that was it? Well, it was I just, think you forgot. Halfway through, he went into a uh, mirror house and put diapers on everyone's face, and that was the climax. <laughs> Great show, let me tell you. Oh... Uh... It's now officially on record too. You know what would have would have been awesome if Loverboy had come on and started singing "Everyone's Working for the Weekend." <laughs> All right, let's do your Zadok Jewelers Jam of the Day. That was so bad. The Jam of the Day. It's the Jam of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Jam of the Day. Yeah, if I uh, if I were the kind of person who felt shame over anything, I'd I'd feel shame over having just said that. Except yeah, everybody yeah. Hate, everybody hates me anyway, so what do I care? All right, let's go. Uh, we go to Antarctica, which might be a first for Jim of the Day. Although, no, nah, I think we had an alien one from there. But there was a, a Navy meteorologist named Paul Grisham. He traveled to Antarctica in October 1967, where he spent 13 months monitoring weather conditions as a weather forecaster. Um, and it basically the southernmost town on earth. Well, when he left, he lost his wallet, which always sucks. This was 1967. All right. In 2014, the building was demolished behind a locker. Guess what they found his wallet. Yes. Uh, it had his Navy ID, his driver's license, a tax statement, receipt for money orders sent to his wife for his station poker winnings, a pocket reference card for what to do in case of different disasters, a beer ration punch card, and a recipe for homemade Kahlua. All right. So, yeah, he uh, got the wallet back, and uh, after 53 years, so if you lose your wallet, guys, don't lose hope. 53 years from now, someone may find it for you. You lost your wallet in Vegas that one time. Yeah, Maybe it shows back one, up. One of these years. One of these years. When they tear down the uh, the Excalibur. Probably so. <laughs> oh, and that is the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. 
right, I got to tell you guys about Pajama Gram. Guys, if you are looking for something for your gal, the uh, the the perfect something for the perfect someone, Pajama Gram has it covered. Um, give her the gift of comfort and relaxation. That's something that the ladies will always enjoy. The Tempting Touch Pajamas exclusively from our friends at pajamagram.com. These are the softest pajamas ever made. They're made with micro velvet. There's not a, a softer fabric in the entire world. The pajama scientists have decided as much. Uh, they're going to keep her warm and cozy from head to toe. They're going to compliment her every curve. She's going to be happy. You're going to be happy, period. Check them out at pajamagram.com. And if you're not into those, they've got tons of other pajamas there at pajamagram.com. And best of all, every pajamagram includes free gift packaging, which means you don't have to wrap a thing. Guys, time is running out. Get her the Tempting Touch Pajamas and get your free gift packaging today. Just go to pajamagram.com. It's fast. It's easy. Delivery by Valentine's Day is guaranteed. That's pajamagram.com. Tell them AJ sent you. Everybody's working for the weekend. Everybody wants a new romance. You're listening to ESPN 97.5. 